0: Have you ever felt, are you listening, damn,
1: uh. yeah, uh, welcome to episode 45 of Running Matters, my name's Matt North, I'm joined by my co-host Paul Hadfield, how you going Hattie?
0: Good mate, just signed in for Surf Coast Century. Getting pumped now.
1: Very exciting, tomorrow's the big day. Our special guest today is Lucy Bartholomew and her dad Ash. Thanks for giving up your time today, guys.
2: No worries, thanks hey, for
1: having us. Before we get into it, I'd like to thank our partners Ranella, Sydney Brewery, Goo Energy, Guy Me Allied Health, and Fractal Running Caps. I'd also like to thank Jimmy Carroll for doing the editing behind the scenes. Should we have a beer? You guys feel like a beer?
0: Yeah, I'm in. I'm ready. Yep. Number two for the day. Yep.
1: Blam-a-rama. Number no. 3 <laughs> <laughs> Being conservative. It yeah, is a <laughs> lot of water and a lot of. Yeah. Very nice. So you're practically, you guys are practically locals from Diamond Creek. How, how long did it take you to get down here? You're you staying down here. What you? Knocked off work
3: just a little early. Hour and a half. Yep. Pretty much door to door. We've yep. Got it fairly well planned. Just yep. down the uh, the ring road and. And straight down. Cool. And you're going to spend a couple of nights? Well, lucky enough, I'm with YMCA and there's a camp that they have down here. Yep. So we just grab a a very cheap bunk. Got a family uh, room uh, it there? there. No, my son's staying with his girlfriend in Torquay. Okay. And you guys are all racing together tomorrow? It's uh, almost a family event. Okay.
1: Unreal. So what is the team? You're doing the team event. What is the team make-up?
3: Mixed team. Two boys, two girls. Yep. Uh, Hannah is uh, leg one. Yep. Uh, League two is Josh, through Lucy, and for myself. Yeah. So you're... Josh is
2: my brother, and Hannah is Josh's girlfriend. Ah, okay. So cool. she's soon to be the whole family of Bartholomew's, but right now, not quite. There you um, go.
3: And the two longest leagues went to the two fastest, in Lucy and Josh.
1: Yeah, right. Is there a bit of of pressure? <laughs> is there is there pressure on on her to perform to to make the to make
3: the family ties? <laughs> the pressure is to. Hand over to me with a big lead.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: so I put it all back onto them. Yeah, yeah. But uh No, it is no pressure. This is a bit of fun.
1: Yeah, just a bit of fun. Yeah. So you guys um did the race together a, a while ago. Um uh, the first the first time you did it was twenty sixteen. Oh not twenty sixteen, you were twenty twelve and you were only sixteen yeah. years at the at the time. Mm-hmm. So have you been back to do it since then?
2: So I ran the year after. oh we both ran the year after. Yeah. Um and had massive PBs, Um, and then I (laughs) came back and ran the 50K... Option and then yeah, I haven't been back for four years now, so it's good to be back down here.
1: Yeah, it must be nice to be back. It's it's basically your local local event.
2: Yeah, it's uh, you know it's kind of where I've evolved as a runner, and um, yeah, last year I just didn't get back from Europe in time, so I I made sure actually this year I thought it was last weekend, so I actually came back super early um, to make sure that I was going to be part of the team. Yep, you made the cut. I made the cut this year. (laughs)
0: Well done.
2: done. They did pretty well without me, so I don't know.
0: (laughs) A lot of pressure on you. Oh
2: man, you know
3: <laughs>
2: I'll take it If we if we don't do well, it's all my fault It's fine
3: <laughs> Some sibling rivalry, I think Yeah. Another.
2: Josh has told me the time that he ran the third leg in And I, he's like, oh, so well, I expect what? you to beat this yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And what about yourself, Ash? Have you been doing it Have you been coming
3: annually or every second? Um, it's similar to Lucy We did it the first time two years so the first year we ran together under certain guidelines that was yet to run at my pace yep We uh, just on 12 hours yep and the next year like, it be, I'm going to say nine and a half hours yeah I've actually got the times uh, here uh, so the, I think I did 10.57 so it wow. is sub 11 but, nice
1: uh, <laughs> yep yeah, so um, yeah so the first year was Time yeah. quicker
2: than that. Yeah. No, that's what I knew we did. I was yeah. like, "Wow, you're being nice." Dad.
1: Yeah. I thought it was 12:15. Yeah, or yeah. And then no, the next year, you've run an hour and a half quicker than dad. What's, what's happened there? What's did, were you being? That was my first year. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So what happened uh, in 12 months? Yes. Yeah. What's, what's the
3: game then?
2: Well, I think you know when we had to run together, it was very much you know, dad was very much about making an enjoyable experience and pacing me through it so it was kind of like you know let's make this an enjoyable and an easier experience and like let's push the boundaries the next year I went out by myself and was pushing the boundaries the whole way and um yeah so I think that that's where the time that's was where it is. yeah okay. just you yeah, know taking a little bit more of a risk and uh having the old ball and chain <laughs> <laughs>
3: I ran an hour and a half after two. I think. Yeah. yeah. You check your record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: That's so yeah. so we're, we're newbies to this race. Um, should, should we go in with a plan? You, you sound like you don't have much of a spreadsheet about your races. You go in with not too much preconception.
2: Yeah, Surf Coast is it's a cool race, um, and you know the figure eight concept is, makes it a little bit easier to plan for. But the, the biggest thing that I found and I've I learnt was that that first twenty 21- one you know like running on sand takes three times the energy of running on um, trails or pavement and so just really relax into it and don't try and run at a certain pace just you know you're going to have apparently rain like water coming up to your knees I've read um so just you know enjoy that take it for what it is and just be aware that like 21 kilometers is not defined your race
1: is that why it's you guys good. are racing legs three and four?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, dad might be swept away at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I've got my toy. you yeah. <laughs> are obviously looking after you. They, the care factor's a lot there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, we worked out. Club I rented in a team last year. Yeah. Obviously, because at least you couldn't make it. And uh, I'm trying to think. I did a to something. Three. So yeah, we all pick different leagues this year yeah. and stuff like that. So see yeah. a different part of the course. And, yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. Just to, to just to mix it up. Nice. What, yep. what about other races?
0: Do you tend to go with a bit of a preconceived idea of how fast you want to run these things or do you just let, let it happen?
2: Yeah, uh certainly with races like Ultra Trail Australia, for example, where I can get up there, I can run the course and I can kind of get an idea of how long segments will take me. I can be a little bit more Specific about how long I expect it to take me. Um, for races overseas, it's a little bit more. You know, I might see little bits, but not all of it. Um, and then it's a bit of a you're taking just a, a, a guess, um, but an educated guess. And yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that anything can happen. You can have ABCD plans and end up on, you know, Z plan. So um, yeah, I always kind of have like. An idea looking at past results, but then I'll also have just kind of you know, obviously the goal is always just to see the whole course and mm. to get to that finish line. What
1: it's about good. yourself, Ash? Have you got any other races planned after tomorrow?
3: Uh, Alpine Challenge. Yep. Um, thinking about. Yeah. Locked in. But yeah, uh, yeah the hundred K. Yeah, right. There's a hundred mile there as well. There is there that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I think it's pretty he'll, brutal he'll and the part, part of the here. world, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Very good. So um as change a topic a bit, as a as a young female professional runner, do you feel a lot of pressure to be a um, you know a certain role model or live up to expectation for you know young other young women?
2: Um, you know, I don't feel like I change the way I act or who I, like who I am to to please other people. Uh, the people that do follow me, maybe I do reach and inspire people that have seen me grow and evolve and agree with how I live my life and what I choose um yeah i would certainly you know you have people that want to especially on social media that want to contend with your ideas and want to try and change your mind and stuff but um I'm pretty set in who I am and what where I'm going and what I want to do and I'm I don't feel pressure to change that because if if people want me to change it then they're not my people and um yeah I'm okay with that
1: Okay, good I've, I've got a, uh, a teenage daughter Indy who's 14 and she started running what's um what's a message that you'd sort of any any advice you'd give her as someone starting out um, in the running industry
2: yeah I think the most important thing and it sounds so cliche is just to have fun with it you know running is you know when we were a kid and we ran just because we wanted to and because it was fun on the downhill and um, you know just keep that, that passion alive and that love for it and always make sure that you're running you want to not because you have to or you feel like you need to um, because it's a privilege to be able to go out with the freedom to run and, um, yeah, just remembering that and holding on to what that feels like.
0: Yeah, that's good, yeah. So, Ash, as a, um, I've, got, I've got a couple of girls as well and I would dearly love them to be as adventurous as Lucy one day. How, how did you
3: encourage that, that sort of mentality? Um. I think just carrying what Lucy, just keep it unstructured. Yeah. It was, you know, we kind of drove. I mean, the best year I think I had with Lucy with we running, she just got a learner's and, yeah, could throw the keys to her and, and it was a destination, like, an hour's drive sort of yeah. thing. And yeah. that made the Warby, yeah. um, it made the Mary's It was just something like that, camp overnight. And the running was, wasn't the focal part of the weekend. It was... You the know, food. The food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was staying overnight camping. <laughs> yeah. You know, in caravans and yeah, you know, and stuff like that. It was the camping, it was the yeah, the the brunch on the way home. And the running was just uh, the middle of it. Yeah. But everything around it and stuff. And so it was just yeah, it was fun. Like and we just enjoyed it. So I think that's really it. Just keep it unstructured. The sense of adventure. Yeah, all the structure will come later if they keep running. That's when you start doing your you know, repeats and intervals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, sometimes we went out for runs and we just didn't feel it, and we pulled the pin early. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes we just really enjoyed it, and we did longer ones than we thought. But uh, yeah, completely unstructured uh, yeah. is probably what I'd say. That's yeah. good advice because yeah. I really want my daughters
0: to go to UTMB one day, so I can go and crew them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what Dad's just been talking to me about. Oh, yeah. it's Coming across if I did UTMB. How oh, yeah. good,
0: yeah, for
1: sure.
2: <laughs> so, um, as a
1: all consuming at times um you're expected to share a lot of your life on social media and you talk about people engaging you and that do you sometimes do do you get frustrated with it like i I imagine that's normal um but I, i guess there's so much more expectation on you as someone that's got to keep sort of you know bringing it out and you know sharing information um you know do you have times there where you wish you could just shut it off
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm very lucky that my, my sponsors don't tend to push me to post. I, I post because I, what I see and what, who I talk to and what I what I see in life, I want to share. Um, and there's been times where I've had enough of it and I've actually just said, you know, like I put a post up and been like, this will be my last one for a little bit because mm. I'm just going to take some time away from this. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone, everyone has an opinion on social media and it's very easy to cast that. Um, and... I, yeah, I've just learnt to kind of, you know, I would post what I post, whether I had one follower or 75,000 followers. Yeah. And it's a privilege to have that following and to connect with so many people. Um, but I've really learned that, you know, it's not, um, like it, it's not the be all or the end all, you know, and what you see on social media is Certainly not what is real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm trying to be as raw and as um, open as I can be. Especially recently, I've had a bit of struggles, and I've definitely it hasn't been all photos of just me running in beautiful mountains in Europe. Because that was not what the trip was like. Um, and I've actually found that that connects with more people than those beautiful landscapes.
1: Yeah, right. So any advice that you'd pass on to other people that um, maybe. Venturing into this area, where they they might be young professionals or they may be uh, new to social media with a a large following, what advice would you pass on to them?
2: I think you know it's really important to to ask yourself why are you posting this you know are you posting it because you have to because you, it's the same as running because you have to because you want to because you need to um and also yeah being able to take that time away and just see how you're how you respond are you still like checking your phone are you feeling like you're gonna miss out on something because mm. I always come back from these one or two week kind of you know little detoxes or vacations, yeah. and I realized that like nothing changes, you know, <laughs> no. the world didn't shut down, people are still just Instagramming food and mountains and stupid things that are just like they don't really um, add too much value to my life. Yeah. And one of the biggest things I've really come to realize is you know, really watch who you're following and. Are they making you a better person, or are they looking at just getting you know jealous or envious, or is it making you um, not have such a healthy mindset? So really, just you know, looking at the people that you are following yourself, and um, ask yourself why. Like, what do they give to you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and what are some of the things that people do challenge you about on social media? Like, what are you having your response to in that sense?
2: Um, I get a lot about my diet. I follow a vegan diet, plant-based diet. Um, so that's always going to cause controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of people that you know still just think I'm too young to be running these distances. I have uh, people that comment on my weight. I have people that comment on my looks. I have people, you know, like there's people coming at all angles, mm-hmm. and you know it used to bother me, and then now it's more like it's really grown and strengthened me, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, they're kind of just things that I can delete, and you know, if you know, they don't affect me as much as they used to. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, right. well, they've got their own name, the trolls, don't they? Like, Absolutely, yeah, you yeah. You must be thinking, well, did it, you huh. know these people mustn't have much going on in their lives? Well,
2: I don't. always think these kind of things come, they always stem from an insecurity on the other end. Sure. So, you know, you're kind of just like, if this is what you're putting your energy and time into, that says a lot about you, mm. and I'm not going to waste my time and energy on you, so yeah. I'll just. Leave it be. There's a certain
0: yeah. jealousy to it I'm assuming, so yeah. it almost makes you feel good in a way.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: They wanna
1: be better. What are you, what are your thoughts on Ash? Because, you know, twenty years ago social media like this didn't exist and, and now Still doesn't to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, no, I love it. I
3: mean like you know, I've been Lucy Travels I follow her literally on Instagram and you know, the stories. Yeah. And when I see people, and they'll come up and say, "How's Lucy?" and I say, oh, "I haven't really spoken to her," and they'll tell me, oh, no, she, "She had coffee yet?" So she's at the cafe. So, <laughs> she's, she's going okay. Yeah, That's so. So, um, <laughs> great. You know, and she's just grown up with social media; it's just a natural part of her. It's nothing that she's tried to do or put real effort into. It's just come natural. Yeah, yeah. So just yeah,
1: cool. I stay well
3: clear of it. Yeah, take a few photos for her, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. On the uh, on the plant based stuff
0: my favorite sort of post-race meal is a hamburger and a chocolate milkshake. What do you go for? What's your, what's your thing?
2: Uh, if it's in like the summer, I, I don't think anything beats like a smoothie bowl. Yep. I'm a big fan of like an acai bowl. Um, otherwise, you know, if I have gone longer and I probably want something just a little bit more uh, rewarding, maybe something like, uh, I love Mexican food, so yep. like a nachos or burrito or something. A
0: bean burrito.
1: A bean
2: burrito. Nice. Yeah, could do.
0: <laughs> where, do, where do you
1: recommend us uh, to eat tonight? We're going out at Anglesey. W- oh. What's the spot?
2: You know, dinners I'm not so good at. It's more of the brunch that I'm, <laughs> I know down here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a very Post-run millennial. <laughs> uh, <yep. laughs> um, yeah, I don't know any dinners. What do you, do you eat? Pizza, you said?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I'll grab a pizza and watch the footy tonight. So right. <laughs> it's a fairly simple existence. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny.
0: Keep it simple. Mate, I, I, I was reading a book and I read a Dean Karnatis quote. It says, comfort doesn't equal happiness. Do you tend to agree with that? Do you think we need to be putting ourselves out there, um, putting outside our comfort zone in order to be happy?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, somewhat. Some people are super happy just to sit in their comfort zone and ride through life like that. Um, I've certainly found that I have found a happiness that I didn't know existed by trying to do something new or learning something new or going beyond what I thought I could do. yeah, I think that you know there's something beautiful about being in discomfort and that's kind of what ultra running is. It's being uncomfortable for a prolonged period a really of time. Long time. <laughs> and you know, when you, you the happiness you get at that finish line, I mean you sign up for another race, so you must have enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, maybe in the moment you don't, but at the end of the day we, we seek it again. And you'll yeah. find that on Saturday, trust me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, look, I'm I'm an ultra yeah, junkie. Yeah. This is not my first rating. Oh, this is not. Okay, you'll find it <laughs> on. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Someone said to me once that the, the pain goes away when it stops hurting. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. Okay. Very deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Real. It's a deep one.
0: But there's obviously a lot of people sort of clamouring to this stuff. Like the sport's exploded in the mm. last 10 years. Countless more races, countless more competitors. Do you think that's why people want to put themselves out of their comfort zone? you think that's...
2: Yeah, I think people are looking for something that is challenging, but, like, it's not, I don't think the whole idea of running for that long, it's not um, so much like, I don't know how you'd say it. Do you think, do you know what I mean,
3: Dad? Dad. I reckon it's a great question. I don't think I've got the answer, but, Yeah. uh, yeah, I know. But you guys obviously
0: get something out of it personally, and
3: other people are probably looking for the same things. What, what, what do you get out of it personally, actually? Oh, I've got heaps: um, relaxation, mental release, you know, stress release, um, yeah, you know, back to nature. Hmm. It's just on all levels, and you know, the fact you can move and we're designed to move. I think that's a, a big plus. You see some incredible sunsets and sunrises, and, so and just other vistas it. and waterfalls. And,
2: and also know. the community. I think like a lot of people are tending to come to this sport because not so much for the physical aspect, but the mm. whole social aspect. Mm. And even if you're not here to run 100Ks, you're here just to, to watch or to be a part of it, you still feel like you accomplished something and you're, make, you're part of someone's day mm. and you can make uh, someone's day amazing. And I think that that's what people are coming to this sport for is more for that social side of things, and then ultimately they get sucked into just joining.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's hard not to jump on board, a lot of FOMO. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so speaking
1: of, um, of the trail industry growing, I was speaking to the organisers down here, and they said attendance from last year is up 40% this year in, oh, wow. in this event. Um, right. So do you see, do you, do you think more trail running events will, will pop up or do you think the current events will continue to grow? What are your thoughts in in Australia? Like, you, you know, you're going back and forth. But how's it compared to, to to Europe? And do you see the growth continuing to to build?
2: Yeah, I think you know in Europe, especially, you can race every weekend. There is a race, um, a small race. Uh, there's something every weekend, and it is like that in Australia on just like a bigger scale. So if the driver, um, I think that. Races at the moment have to either step up or they step uh, I think that you're kind of seeing that with events such as like Paul Ashton's events, Running Wild, where it was like a cheaper race to do and that kind of drew the more fat-ass people that weren't into paying hundreds yeah. um, to do something that they can do for, ultimately for free. Yeah. Um, and then that's risen in price and then that's deterred people because suddenly they're like, well, it's a lot of money to get nothing. Um, but then something like Surf Coast where you're really well looked after, you're really, um, you're taking around a beautiful course, your aid stations are stocked, you come away with medals, you, uh, it's a real event. Yeah. Um you know, they're really stepping up and they're really putting on a show and it's a weekend thing, not just a one-day thing. Um, but, yeah, I think that...
3: I think there's that and I think that this particular race there's the affiliation now to qualifying for Western States mm. through it, which is, I think, the second year. Yeah. So... Uh, it's an easily accessible race. There's only about three races in Australia yeah, to qualify right. for that, yeah. and to be able to just you know, to drive an hour out of Melbourne yeah. and do a relatively flat course in yeah. a relatively comfortable period of time to qualify. Yeah, you, know, you can throw your hat in the lottery, and it costs nothing to enter the lottery. Yeah. So I think really don't,
0: don't encourage any more people to enter the lottery. No, well, I mean, <laughs> but, you know, if you <laughs> don't Dad's don't been waiting mind, seven six years. years yeah. yeah, I'm only three years deep, but yeah, let's just keep it on yeah, the DL. I think that's <laughs> where you see a lot of it come from. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: And I think the other thing, yeah, running events just now seem to have to be either bigger, taller, hotter, colder. There's got to be, you know, something about it, a hook to get people in.
0: Yeah. And and so on that, like, what, what draws you to a race now? Like, you've obviously got some sort of pressure from sponsors or whatever, but is it more an internal sort of reason for entering a race or are there those external pressures now?
2: Yeah, I mean, my sponsors like Salomon. They have obviously races that they'd prefer me to perform in because of the reach that it can get. Yeah. But they are very aware that you perform your best when you're inspired and motivated by the terrain and the con- where you are in the race. So it's very much kind of free reign on what what inspires me and what I mm-hmm. want to do. Um, so I kind of, you know, I just I want to see the world. I want to see different uh, landscapes and different terrains and different challenges. Mm. So I kind of just, yeah, anything that's a little different and a little new. Um, And at the moment, I kind of, you know, more of the smaller races, Uh, you know, being at UTMB was amazing, but you have like 7,000 runners and just like, it's like a circus. Mm -hmm. And just watching that as not a racer this year, it was kind of like, wow, you know. I'd really love to just run a small race where there's you know 100 people on the start line and mm. just go do something amazing and you don't have to go tell everyone about it. Yeah,
1: we've got something for you, <laughs> it's called the Royal Double Ultra.
2: Yes, you had not and, heard of that, yeah.
1: <laughs> but you have now. So just keep the calendar free. Last weekend in June,
2: uh-huh. uh huh. Yep, up Middle in of Sydney, winter.
1: the Royal National Park. Middle of winter. Yeah. Sydney, perfect. yeah, Sydney. Fifty k's on the Saturday, fifty k's on the Sunday. Yeah, and it's small. It's boutique. Yeah, yeah. that's where you get. Sixty. It's capped at sixty people.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Is it hilly? Where in Sydney is it?
1: National Park. We're in the national park. It's on fire trails. It's not hilly in what you would call hilly.
0: It's an amazing course, Lucy. Yeah.
2: Okay. Go on <laughs> Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Just winter. I'll, I'll Is remind right? you. I'll it's remind thing.
3: you. It in Europe, it's on the same weekend on. as Western States. It's correct. There you go. Yeah. 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 So you'll be free. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be free. We, we'd like to see you there too, Ash. Yeah, to okay.
0: So on, on that international sort of racing stuff, like how long does it take you to prepare for such a thing? Like you're there for a week, you're there for a month. Mm. How long does it take?
2: Yeah, so I have um, this thing called no commitments <laughs> in my life. You know, I have no, f- I have family, but I have no like boyfriend, I have no dogs to look after, plants to water, or anything like that. So I tend to just go over as early as I can. And, you know, maybe it's for Western states this year and last year, it was four weeks early, mm-hmm. you know, to get used to the climate, the altitude, and then just to hang out and enjoy yeah. and settle in. Um, there, there's races that I get there a week before. I'll be going to Alter Trail Cape Town at the end of this year and I'll get there, you know, 10 days early. Um, but, yeah, just kind of um, whatever I can, really. I want to stay as long as I can. I'm going to fly a long way. Mm. I want to make the most of that.
1: Can I ask you, when you're when you put committing to, to these different events and, and it, you might put two weeks in, you might put four weeks in, and that's sort of on site, Um the expectations you know often the expectations that you place on yourself create stress but i guess being high profile and and making a living out of it that's a much greater expectation how do you manage that
2: i think you know a lot of the expectation i realize, especially this year with what i would call not a great year of racing um i realize that the biggest person putting expectations on it is me And whether I don't have the day that I thought I'd have or whether I even race at all, people tend to not really mind, you know, as long as I'm happy and I'm healthy. And um, yeah, you know, like they're just like, just do what's best for you. And that's kind of what I realized. And it's, I think I really felt the pressure, especially after Western States last year, to perform for this year. And I ultimately put down my not so good result, Judith but I spent so much energy worrying about trying to replicate what I did last year but forcing it, and it wasn't natural. And I realized that I'm being my own worst enemy out here, and once I let that go, it was amazing that suddenly I was not not feeling so bad and I was able to, to go a lot smoother in the races and then after.
1: So you can tell yourself... Don't worry about it. Just just do your best. You can train for it. I can say it, it all I like yeah. I don't always believe. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the key, isn't it, to disengage from that. But yeah. people always ask you, well, what time do you think you're going to do and yeah. what time – so how – do you overcome that by not committing to a time or place? Had...
2: Yeah, I think you know. You just say that this is a long way, and anything can happen. Nice. Um, you know, <laughs> <The> politician,
0: <she, laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: keep no, it okay. diplomatic, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that people are crazy if they think that you are going to be able to foresee what time you'll run and, you know, what position you want to run into, and yeah, I mean, you can have one goal, and then a million people can be faster than you, but you that could have won last year, so it's it's so hard to know. Um, so I always just, you know, open minds and if people want to make suggestions and opinions and that's sweet, but it's, yeah, ultimately like I can't control much right there except for putting one foot in front of the other.
1: Yeah. What about you, Ash? Big expectations tomorrow? Last leg.
3: I've only got one speed at my age. It's <laughs> sort of, you know, it's not like all the gears Lucy's got. Uh, <laughs> my training runs and my races are pretty much Spot mirror images yeah. of one another, so yeah, look, I'll just go out and have a bit of fun, yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah, the pressure will be if they hand over, and I we are well positioned in yeah. a team's sort of environment, yeah, you know? but that's again pressure I put on myself, yeah, but, yeah, but uh, nah, it's just a bit of fun,
1: yeah. And and still, are you still competitive? Um, do you when you enter a race, do you think, all right, I want to beat the time that I did last year?
3: Yeah, there's a little bit of that, and probably age yep. bracket, so when mm-hmm. you get to the end of your like, I'm 58. Yeah. And you get to the end of that, you know, you look forward to turning 60. Yeah, so then, and you, then you start to get in that. But in the, the best year Lucy and I had running was she was 15 and I was 50. Yeah. And that's when our Well, ability, I was the only
2: one in my age category, so I yeah. won a lot. So the, <laughs> but our abilities right. were about the same at that age. We'd yeah. go our training
3: runs, we'd run shoulder to shoulder, and then Lucy would just didn't like that, so she'd go a little bit in front. And then she'd <laughs> the holes, like anyone in that peripheral holes, vision. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'd catch up to her and she'd run faster, and they ended up in tempo runs. But... Yeah, that's sort of where it all just yeah emerged from.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Lucy, we've we've seen up at the uh, the race hub that you're running a yoga session the day after this ultra.
2: Yes, I expect to see you both there. Are
0: you expecting us to get out of the tin man position at any <laughs> yeah. stage? Or? Well, the
2: coolest thing about yeah, I was speaking to someone today about this, and I said the coolest thing about yoga is that lying on your mat as corpse pose. is Is a pose so you are more than welcome to do Shavasana for half an hour Um, but you can say you did yoga the next day
0: yeah I'm (laughs) going
1: yeah have you got staff there
0: that are going to roll us off if we get (laughs) stuck
2: I'll prod you if you fall asleep or anything (laughs) that's
0: unreal is is this something you incorporate into your regular week
2: yeah I just recently came back from Bali and there I did um, a, a lot of yoga and I really kind of it reignited a, a, a fire in me that I really loved this, uh, you know, and just, like, a different form of moving and different challenges that come with it. Um, yeah, so it was something that Cliff Barr asked if I wanted to be part of this in any way. And there was a going on that I was like, well, how about we just play on the <laughs>
1: That sounds amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did they give you options like take a surfing lesson. <laughs>
2: no, they gave me ones like oh, do a signing and do a. And I was like, no, thank you. That sounds yeah. awful. Yeah, um, yeah. I suggested a swim in the sea. They would. They said people might be a little, uh, might be a little cold for them. Yeah. So
1: did you get a surf in today? You, before we were catching up, you said oh, I want to check the surf, or did you have enough time? Or uh, just no, the, no way? Oh, this man I has to late.
2: do this thing called work.
1: Oh, I was yeah. late <laughs> getting out of
0: work. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Okay. Sadly not.
0: Yeah. Disappointing. Mm. So you, you've been uh, quoted, I think both of you potentially, as the first 100k that you were, you were going to smile and you were going to make sure everyone knew that you were happy along the way. But during a race, you, you seem to be always smiling and there are times you you aren't smiling out there. Does it get tough for Lucy?
2: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... I really – I smile when I see people because I want to – one, it gives – it makes them feel good. But also I feel like it kind of karma gives it back to me, and I feel good about it. Yep. Um, but in between those periods, I'm not, like, smiling to myself. <laughs> I'm, like, with snot coming out my nose and <laughs> gel out of my mouth. It's not pretty, but um, – <laughs> It's only when I see people and mainly cameras. <laughs> yeah,
1: <okay. laughs> nice. yeah, we all know when to put it on. Yeah, yeah a camera on, face. Yeah yeah. Works, face. yeah, yeah, it works though. Yeah, yeah, you don't
0: want to frown for the cameras. Yeah. All right, that's good. That's good. And you talked about um, hitting the wall, I guess, or having a, having a tough year the last twelve months. What What do you put that down to? Like physiological, psychological? What's the What's the combination there?
2: Yeah, so I've been running for eight years now, and probably five years of you know like traveling the world and racing at a high level. And the way that I, I live my life and I race is that I do the Australian summer and then I fly across into the European and the or the American summer, and then I come back into the Australian summer. And so I so, yeah. haven't had an off season for five years. You know, I probably haven't taken more than two weeks off, and I felt like western states was the pinnacle of putting everything into a race it was mentally physically emotionally spiritually i put it all online and i don't think i fully let that really like settle in my body afterwards i kind of kept traveling it was like okay cool 100 first 100 miles sweet i'll just get back into Punch it like on. i did everything else yeah. um and then it hit me kind of november last year and I'm really, like, really proud of myself that I was able to kind of rein it in before it came out in an injury. Mm. You know, it just came out and, like, I just don't want to get up today and go for a run. Um, I want to just go hang out or go to a cafe and be a normal normal 21, 23-year-old, sorry. And, yeah, so it was just kind of realizing that and then going across traveling and being like, okay, this if it doesn't feel right let's just like chill out a little bit and just travel for the for the love of it and still be a part of these events but not so much pressure on the racing mm,
1: yeah. yeah it's pretty yeah. good so on reflection would do you like you, you probably feel rejuvenated doing this would you would you have done that more often? Would you implement um, longer rests or or more, you know, over the last five years, would you? More downtime. Yeah, maybe. more downtime.
2: Yeah, you know, and I, I'd seen it with people like Emily Forsberg that go on to skis in the winter and they start doing skimo and there's this very uh, obvious change in sport and they're like, oh, I can't wait to hang up my runners and not run. And mm-hmm. then I'm getting on a plane and being like, oh, I have this 100K in four weeks that I'm training yeah. for and... Um, so like I knew it was there and I kind of, you know, you get away with it, you get away with it, you get fit and you just want to hold on to that because it feels so good. But ultimately you do need a rest and it's not normal the amount that I was, that that you're training and the body does need that time. So Mm. yeah, I definitely have given it that time now and I finally am like super excited to get up and to run and to train and. You know, maybe I'm at the bottom but I, uh, in fitness, but at least then the only way is up. And so it's just really.
0: So, you, you, You're bottom of fitness, Lucy.
3: Come on, I think well, well compared of... to where
2: I was, been, <laughs> have been. Yeah, it feels like it. But uh...
3: I reckon the other side of it too is when you 2021,
2: 20, if someone says, Do you want to go to oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, New Zealand or Costa yes. Rica yes. or Niagara or.
2: Yeah, you say yes, Yeah, yeah you're 21, that's yeah.
3: exciting. It's not until you probably get a little bit older and maturer and I think Lucy's, now she's done a lot of travel, but she understands what that involves Yeah. and it's kind of like now.
2: Yeah, because I, I think pick I... I choose a bit
3: now, yeah, a, bit, yeah. a little bit more selective. Yeah. I think.
2: Well, I think I was, you know, I was always kind of, when people offered me things, it was kind of like, oh, this might be the only time they yeah. offer What nice. I'm realising is that these offers come back every year. Yeah. Um, like, it was like when I came top ten at Western States, it was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm doing this again. Because I was kind of like, well, do it once, do it well, that'll be it. You just finish it, do it, tick the box.
0: And then they give you tickets next
1: year. And then they give oh. the
2: ticket, and it's like, oh, shit, I'll do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But you can't this.
1: get your dad one.
2: No. Dude, when, <laughs> I got, <laughs> when I got the call, the email to say I got into Western States, I remember calling dad and being like, I got in, and it was just, like, quiet. static, And I was like, hello? Yeah,
1: no, that was him hanging up.
2: <laughs> and I said, are you going to come? And he was like, nah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's funny. So, as an ultra runner yourself, Ash, how do you go slipping into the uh, the support crew role? Do you, do you find it
3: hard not to be out there running? Oh, yes and no. I mean, you'd love to be. Hmm. But it's, it's just natural. It's... Um... To be part of those events, and like you say, part of the community here in bits and pieces. I remember the first time Lucy did Tarawira, and it, there was a cyclone called Cyclone Lucy, as it happened to be, that came through that year, and they shortened the course. But, you know, it was crewing and hitchhiking from checkpoint to checkpoint and pouring rain. And I know you make it what it is, yeah. and, uh, yeah, it's just great to see her out in the in the weather, in the elements. Yeah. I mean, I was as wet doing yeah. it. but he um, told me. I'm sure. Every
2: time I came in.
3: We had a ball. (laughs)
2: And and I guess,
3: you know, the
1: the advantages too are, like, you you get a bit of travel, but also you get to run on part of the course and, you you know, the day before or the day after. I'm lucky
3: enough to have done the escarpment of Western States and I've done small little sections, you know, probably not much more than, say, 10 miles of the whole course, but uh, yeah, I've put my foot on it and had a look at it and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. if I never did get in, it wouldn't be the end of the world that I've been part of the event. Yeah. You know, I've been part of the event and yeah. to actually, you know, crew Lucy the year she came third and even last year. Um, this year? I'll this year was just incredible.
0: Yeah.
3: And so uh, in that role of support crew, any sort of sugar-deprived temper
0: tantrums that we should know about? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. Nah, I I we're a temporal crew because we're so sort of, both of us are very self-sufficient when we run it, mm-hmm. sort of. You just take what you need, sort of thing, and you make everything fit. I suppose if anything, when I'm not very good at crewing Lucy for those things that she might need, yeah, she'll tell me what she wants and I'll bring that along. But if something went really pear-shaped, I don't know, I'd be in the best position to be able to compromise. Be- because yeah. of that sort of paternal instinct
0: to look after, you think, or yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to think about? It or...
1: <laughs>
3: Yeah, one of my finest parroting moments. You know, I remember being up in, yeah, you know, we were camping up in Herrickville. Mm-hmm. and you know, Lucy just, we both got up at sort of five thirty, five 5.00, o'clock, and I was doing a race, and Lucy said, "Well, I'm just going to do a long training run," and she disappeared, you know, headlight on, down the road, and she said, oh, "I'm just going to go up the North Face and then over."
2: Other, oh, yeah, I was doing um, this this west, uh, and, Yeah. You know, and I kind of
3: thought, God, you know, I've let her go. She's got probably five hundred ml of water. She's got a phone, but it won't have any connection where mm. she's going. And she doesn't take any food. And she's completely on her own. And I said, I don't know, <laughs> should, I, should I have said something? <laughs> <laughs> Dad of the year. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and as it was, she passed me in that race. So. She's double back on the course. Oh, right. two miles or TK from home. Mm-hmm. They went flying past me. I like, come on, Dad. You knew she was safe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that was my first thought. I was like, oh, good, she's good. Yeah. And then I'll bug her. She's, yeah, the, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's
0: good and
1: she's
3: showing me up. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, I've got a couple of listener questions. Are we ready for them? Definitely. So this one's from Anna Opp. So she just wants to know, how much watermelon is too much watermelon in an ultra marathon?
2: <laughs> Never enough. Um... Yeah, you know, I've never really, I've never hit the limit. No, no, and have you I've given it a good shake. I've given it some good shake. Um, <laughs> where the whole watermelon thing came from was Cape Town two years ago, and my stomach just would not agree with anything but Coke and watermelon. Mm-hmm. So I think I probably hit the limit on Coke that you can have, um, but watermelon, I was, I was still wanting it when I finished, so I was probably still good. Um, but yeah, I have I haven't found the limit yet. Okay. So, we'll but trying. I have heard, do not mix watermelon and Tailwind. Oh. Apparently, it is a it will destroy your stomach. Is uh, that right? Like the, the the makers of Tailwind told me this. <laughs> I wonder what that is. I think mm. it's the, the fructose and the just the sugars they like combust in your in your stomach. It's crazy. Yeah. Maybe
0: they just want you to buy more tailwind and <laughs> eat less watermelon. Yeah, well know? I
2: didn't sign with them clearly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I've got I think I've got a legit one actually. So this is from Beck Gaff. So she she wants to know why you're plant based. So is it for gut health, performance reasons, ethical, environmental reasons?
2: Yeah, so I I think I first went I was Uh, I went vegetarian first, um, mainly because my mum was very much of the opinion that, you know, as a female, I still needed to have, like, eggs and, you know, it was a pain in the ass for her to have to make different meals and stuff, so it was just easy for her. Um, And then when mum moved away, I decided to go uh, plant-based purely out of curiosity. You know, I'd heard so much about it, read about it. Uh, It was never kind of like a long-term thing. It was just like, I'll just try it and see how I feel. Um, and then kind of, you know, when you get into that kind of lifestyle, you, you read about and you learn about the environmental effects, the, uh, ethical side of things, and then you feel good. Um, and yeah, it's something that I, it challenges me to, especially my traveling to, Mm. to make meals and to find foods. And that really, I kind of like that. I like that it challenges me and, um... It really opened my eyes to, to different foods and different flavors. Okay. So, yeah, it was just a mixture of things. So a
0: combo of all of those things? Yeah. But, but you feel like your performance has improved on that diet?
2: I would I would say so, yeah. I feel like it's it's really nourished me the best. And I think more from maybe not like physically, but more like I feel good in my mind and about my choices um and just being really conscious and i think that that enables me to be a better version of myself
1: okay how long have you have you been doing
2: it for about five years yeah so you know if i've been running for eight years competitively or yeah maybe five years of really competitive so probably plant-based for most of that Mm. but for sure you know like (laughs) i don't say the word vegan so often because (laughs) because of the whole stigma behind that um but also you know i travel so much that i certainly screwed up in many occasions or I didn't even see it as screwing up but I've eaten something yeah. that yeah, you know. Be. Um but you know it's not one of those things where suddenly I feel like my life is gonna be over. Mm. It's just like, oh well, you know, I it tried happens. my best. Yeah. Yeah it yeah. yeah,
1: is there's, so, yeah. there's plenty of grey areas under that title isn't totally. There? Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. not getting into that. What about yourself,
0: Ash? <laughs> what, what are you seeing on the uh are you, at the top
3: of the food chain oh. or yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have the discipline. I mean I'd love to be able to, get, you know, to convert across. But uh, ultimately...
2: He had a tub of ice cream in two days. <laughs> yeah, I can eat anything and stuff
3: like that. So, yeah, yeah, you, you know, know, you show that ice cream, his boss. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: So, um, yeah, no, I'll still have the hamburger with you at the end and the chucky milk. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, Ash.
2: But yeah. also, like, Dad's body, when he eats a vegetarian or a, vegan, a plant-based diet, he gets very low on iron very, very quickly. I and... Right. You know, for me, when I look at that kind of thing, is it healthier to just take a whole lot of pills mm. uh, to supplement, and or he could eat, you know, a conscious diet and just make sure he knows where things are coming from and good quality stuff. You know, what's better for you and what's more sustainable. Um, I'm lucky that I've been managed to hold my levels pretty good and been pretty on top of it with blood tests and keeping healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's
2: great.
1: We mentioned earlier that um, some. Like the one of the things you do differently is have some time off. Is there anything else that you do differently on reflection looking back over the last five years or?
2: Nah, because nah. all of it's brought me to where I am yeah. and I I wouldn't change it for the world, for the people I've met and experiences, good races, bad races. Um, yeah, I think that it's all been a part of, of who I am and the way that I view life and see things now. Yeah. yeah. Great. And
1: what do you got coming up after this weekend?
2: So I'll head to Ultra Trail, Cape Town, uh, which is end of November 29th, I think, um, and then roll into the new year. Um, and probably, yeah, I think I'm going to... I really want to hit Transvolcania in Spain in May. Um, so what I do before that or after that, I haven't really decided. But that's going to be kind of my focus next year.
1: Where are you based it's when awesome. you're not here, in Victoria?
2: Um, I'm... Anywhere there's a piece of floor that people won't <laughs> let me sleep. No, I just I um, just kind of go wherever I can, you yeah. know. Um, if I'm not, I might go to the Blue Mountains to train. I really love it up there. If I'm overseas, I always spend a good, you know, six weeks in New Zealand at the start of the year, just because it's it replicates Europe without having to go so far. Mm. Um, and yeah, just kind of mums in the UK, so I've got kind of that's my UK. Hook up, and then in America, I've got my my Western States family, um, who yeah, I can call upon at any time. So I'm very, very lucky. Sounds yeah. good, yeah. yeah. Some
0: good contacts. <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah.
2: Well,
0: I've got one more listener question from the Swiss. So, being a Salomon person, uh, what is the shortest acceptable pair of shorts for a bloke to wear?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: It depends who you are. <laughs> uh, are you
1: suggesting some people get away with it? And yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, Killian could wear nothing and everyone would be fine with it. <laughs> uh, um, no, oh, I don't know. I mean, my brother has been running around in a pair of my shorts for a while and I was like, yeah. I'm just going to get you some, some six-centimeter mm. six, sh- six No, six-inch. Mil- six six-inch. Six inch. Six-inch, yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: Dad, what would you say?
0: Oh, gosh. Because they got like a three-inch pair of shorts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon Michelle wants to show off those pasty white pins. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah no.
0: What about split shorts? Are they coming
2: back? They are, yes. I've yes. the prototype line. Yes, yep. I've
0: been sporting them for
1: years, uh, just waiting. Yeah, They're coming yeah. back, They're aren't coming they? they. coming back. Yes. The Americans
2: are rooting for it. Yes. yes. <laughs>
1: Do you hear that, Marty Keys? Me and you, big guy? <laughs>
0: That's great. That's disgusting. Come yeah. on, mate. You're yeah. better than that.
1: Yeah. I'm not. All right. Well, we might wrap it up there. So thanks very much for the chat, guys. I really appreciate you giving up your time. No worries. And uh, good luck tomorrow. I'm confident your team's going to do very well.
0: Don't come past us too quickly in a 100K <laughs> solo. Yeah. Or at least say hi on the way through. Yeah.
2: Well, we'll be out there cheering for you after we're done. Or yeah. before, yeah. yeah.
1: Unreal. Absolutely. All right. And uh, yeah. Yeah great great chat thanks for sharing your your advice and your story no worries thank
0: you see you you later see ya bye All right. welcome back guys Uh, just thought we better have a little recap on the surf coast century now that it's all said and done firstly I'd like to thank Sam and Ben from Rapid Ascent for putting on such a great race and, and looking after us while we were down there yeah it was an amazing event actually um wasn't sure what to expect but it was it was huge you know there was 1500 runners it was brilliantly put together thing so yeah what did you think Wolf?
1: Yeah I was really impressed um very very well organized everyone was very polite all the volunteers were very nice and obviously the course was was beautiful so it was um yeah it was a great experience had a really good time.
0: And some pretty impressive results um do you want to run us through a couple of our Better results from the Nor crew.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, well, rookie did very well, didn't he? In his <laughs> he in, did in his 50K. What what was his
0: placing? I, I think he was uh, top ten overall and fourth yeah. in the 40 to 50 category. So, obviously, some pretty. Top forty to fifty runners out there. If he's only coming fourth, yeah.
1: Well, it is a yeah competitive age group, isn't it?
0: He would have dominated the fifty plus group though. Definitely. Next <laughs> one, year, one more year, rookie. Next year. <laughs> yeah, so rookie did well. Um, yourself, mate. Top ten in the hundred k. Yeah. Third, third in the forty to forty nine age group as well. Yep. Yeah.
1: Pretty, pretty happy, mate. Yep. First hundred k, really solo. So.
0: Sub ten hours. Were you expecting that?
1: Uh, I think I was hoping. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it sort of went well on the day. So, um, yeah, very happy.
0: What was the actual time? 9.53. Low? I'm going to say yes because <laughs> I always round down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another impressive one was Sarah Tapp, who was fifth overall in the women's for the 100K and third in the age group. Category, we keep talking about this. I don't know why we're talking about age group categories. Because you get getting paid podium. But she was fifth overall anyway, so yeah, pretty impressive result. Very impressive. And she beat you by two minutes? Yeah, she did. <laughs> Caught me with about 3K to go and an absolute canter. I think I had my bottom lip dragging along on the sand at this point. so That always yeah. slows you down. Yeah, it did. Dug up a lot of sand that day. Anyway, couldn't stick with her. She was too strong. Started out... Nice and slowly, which I should have done as well, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, great event. Well done to uh, Casey Judge, Greg, Matt Fairbairn, all the guys that came down with us. Everyone had a really good day, it finished strong, and, and I think most people hit their mark. So.
1: Yeah, had a good time. Yep. How good was Nina as far as a
0: crew? crewy she's unbelievable She was like an octopus she was looking after eight people at once yeah. it, was, it was amazing thank you nina yeah. if you're listening she did a great job yeah definitely got our transitions through a lot quicker than i was expecting to so big surprise that was good so i guess um we should probably describe the course for anyone who might want to go down for 2020 to the surf coast century so it's probably a slightly flatter course and a lot of your 100k runs but definitely not an easy course what did you think there
1: yeah it's misleading because you consider it flatter than like you're saying UTA so you're expecting it to be a a lot more runnable but I think um, the issue is that it because it is much more runnable you don't get the break you know Mm. your legs don't uh, get get time off and get 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 a chance to recuperate just by changing your stride so Consequently, you just end up pretty flat yeah. in in stages because you yeah you're just running along and you can run at a pretty good pace, especially in the first fifty k's.
0: Yeah, definitely, particularly that first twenty k. It was like all along the hard packed sand, which was hard packed, thankfully, in the first section. But yeah, it's just running solidly for twenty k, sort of not really changing your stride length too much. So that probably tightens things up a fair bit early in the race. Yeah. And then um, sort of broken up into four, four sections. So that first section just along the beach, nice and flat. It's nice just to cruise along and get 20Ks out of the road. And then a nice undulating section up until 50Ks. And then it started getting pretty gnarly, hey? Like a few hills came in after the 50K mark. Yeah, you sort of, I mean, we were expecting that and it didn't
1: happen. Um, so yeah, it was just. I guess I like the second part probably the most, uh, more than the sand and, and the rocks. I guess there's a lot in that first section along the beach, there is a lot of rocks to get around and, and it's slippery and um, and that sort of slows you down as well. But yeah, I found that the second stage was my favourite section, sort of undulating single and fire trap. Mm. Uh, but yeah, third stage, that's where the hills start and that reflects what the profile told us anyway.
0: Didn't slow you down though, mate. You moved through the field at that point? Yeah, I
1: felt all right actually. I, I had three, I probably had three Ks there that were really slow and I felt terrible and I thought it was all over. Um, at what point? It, I can tell you exactly what point. It was like <laughs> the 63, 64, 65 K mark. It okay. was like a, a switch back uphill. So get into the top of the big dog hill yeah, from 60
0: to 66 Ks. Yeah, yeah, it was,
1: yeah. And everyone would have been in the same boat. so... But, yeah, just um, – but it's like, like a lot of the endurance athletes say that you, you're going to hit a wall, you're not going to feel great all the time and, mm. you know, and that's what was happening is that, you know, 3Ks there where I just felt terrible and just couldn't imagine getting and feeling better and running well again. Yeah, right. But you just – yeah, you just come out the other side and everything, everything does improve and, you know, you get back in your rhythm again.
0: And, and so, like, I mean, apart from having run um, – 65 k is obviously going to feel shit at some point what did you put that down to sort of coming good again after that i
1: think um that at that point there's was, was almost three k's what it felt like going uphill so mm. there's a lot of uphill and i just think i didn't have the energy to, to keep pushing uphill um and i think just getting to the top and starting to run downhill i just think that change in in pace and stride and style mm. um helped didn't require as much energy yeah. so
0: just got the blood flowing again and yeah, gotten back into it. And what about the last little section after you get off the hills, round the lighthouse, and start heading back to Anglesey? How'd you cope with the uh, the soft sand at that point? Yeah, awful. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, and it was well the hardest thing about when you get back on the beach and you're heading back for home is you can't see the end of the beach, so you don't know. You just see people disappearing into infinity, infinity, <laughs> and uh, so you don't actually know how far you're running on this soft sand and. So that was uh, that was hard. It was just, it's a it's a mind game there, isn't it? You just got to go. Everyone's in the same boat. Just put your head down and keep shuffling.
0: It's a mind game, which I clearly failed. <laughs> I was like playing little walkie runny games with myself, going, "I'll just run to that piece of seaweed and then I'll walk to the next piece of seaweed." <laughs> it's like, it wasn't working well yeah. at all. So that was my least favorite part of the course. But I guess if it was easy, everyone would do it, eh? Hey? Yeah, look.
1: But- I, I, I agree with you, and I think everyone said the same thing. Just hitting that sand, it's you, your legs are so shot, then mm. um, difficult. But that's it's a challenging race.
0: Yeah. And so you obviously had a good result personally. What do you reckon you did right in training leading up? So the last few months, what what, what went well?
1: Yeah. Look, I think um, look, I think your training reflects your results. So I think you've got to do the training to, to race well. Um, so I did a lot of training, did a lot of long runs, and so I was doing 50 and 60k long runs, and I think that set me up for a good day. Uh, I think I tapered well. I had almost three weeks of easy running leading into the race, yep. so I went in feeling pretty fresh. Nice long taper. Yeah, yep. a nice long taper. I think that's important. So I wouldn't change anything in in training. To be honest, I thought I thought that was that worked well, and and it worked well on the day, the training. So. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I think it's important. I think if you sign up for a long race, you've got to do long training. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I reckon I probably had my biggest bunch of volume, I reckon, leading up to a race. So plenty of 100k weeks. Probably didn't have quite the same long run, like long slow runs as you. I I would have hit 40 to 45k, maybe five or six times, but not the 50 to 60k runs. Just because my body doesn't recover. As well, like that, I take a long time to bounce back from that kind of a run. But yeah, I was pretty happy with the volume as well. Like, yeah, I felt like I got the diesel engine going well. So that that was probably the best thing I got together in training as well. I think.
1: Yeah, and your time reflects that you,
0: you had a good time to PB. Yeah, for sure. No, I was stoked with the result. Definitely. Um, yeah, being chicked on the line, aside, you know. Yeah. Apart from that, I was a winner. Anything you'd do differently leading into the race? F- from a training perspective. Yeah, I reckon if I was going to do that much sandy stuff and some of the clay kind of stuff as well, I'd probably do a little bit more strength and stability work. Um, just so you don't get those little little niggly, crampy sort of things happening towards the back end. Not that I got a lot, but I reckon I probably could have done a little bit more in that sense. Um, and then maybe because the first 20Ks was pretty flat, maybe just doing a little bit more... Faster tempo stuff occasionally, yeah. just to get that sort of cruising speed up a fraction and be a bit more comfortable at whatever it is, five minute Ks or whatever you cruise along the beach on. Yeah. Yeah, but as I said, pretty happy with the, the training, generally speaking. So they're just a couple of little bits and pieces. A bit more strength work is probably helpful for most people. So, yeah. And what about on race day for you, eh? It must have gone pretty much to plan. Did uh <laughs> Yeah, did, did it all work how you thought it would?
1: I, um, it's funny, I had um, a gut emergency at about <laughs> 33 km. <Kmart>. Code. Code. <laughs> and uh, I had to uh, excuse myself from the race and, and find some bushes. And uh, at the time, again at the time, because you're racing the clock, you're just thinking, oh, I'm losing valuable time here. But... Uh, in hindsight, it's probably one of the better things that could have happened because you get that rest, you know, whether it's five minutes or where you're sitting, yeah. and um, and your heart rate comes down. And uh, But at the time, you're going, oh, this is crazy, this, you know, losing time here or whatever. Not that you've got any control over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I felt after that, I felt good for the next 30Ks, uh, and I think the rest helped. Um, so, yeah, so I think... I think the race went really well. Besides, I, I ended up having to do two bathroom stops. There's another one like at 75Ks. Just to lower that heart rate again. Oh, well, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think it was even necessary to spell like a sit. Little sit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so um, yeah, now besides that, I think it went well. Um, yeah, but nutrition wise, like I had plans to get a certain amount of gels down and then also uh, like goo waffles, you know, one one an hour. But my guts went on me like I said at thirty K's and I couldn't get keep anything solid down. Okay. So after thirty K's it was just I was just running on goose. Okay. Um, had some tailwind like in a bottle every ten K's I'd have like a tailwind and a water um, to try and get through. But then I think by about halfway I couldn't even keep the tailwind down. It wasn't feeling good either. Yeah, right. So the second half of the race was just water and, and goose gels
0: and when you're just having the water how, how many gels an hour
1: I was actually doing half uh, every half an hour half was having hour. a gel which is a lot and you oh. know I'm, I probably um, I probably could have gone to 45 minutes maybe mm-hmm. you know um, but in saying that I didn't have really have any flat spots and didn't have any sort of dizzy moments where you know when you run out of energy sort of thing mm. you run
0: out of sugar so Maybe that was the,
1: the right amount.
0: Oh mate, that's two hundred calories an hour. Yeah, that's probably a bit. That's bang on for your body weight, anyway. Yeah. So yep. You probably aren't missing too much. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Well, obviously, it you know didn't didn't work against me. It came out came out well. So.
0: And so, what do you put the uh, the mystery toilet stops down to? Was it pre race nutrition or what? <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Look, it could have been the, the capious amounts
1: of gels. You don't pop that many into your in, in training, do you? I guess not. So I end up having twenty gels during the race. Of course with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's uh, it's a lot of gels. So uh, and that's probably why I felt crooked in the guts for two days later. But <laughs> Nothing to
0: do with Tony's pepperoni pizza. No. Nah,
1: no, nah, nah, I did I did rip into that the night before. <laughs> um so yeah, now I'm going to blame I'm going to blame the the excess amount of, of goos I think and, and tailwind in the first thirty. Yeah,
0: like is it worth training the guts to cop that in future, you reckon, or no. it's just one of those things you you put up with. Yeah, no, I don't think so. It's just
1: yeah, you just if it happens, it happens, you yeah. know. Half yeah. of the course. I yeah, mean, that's right.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I would have gone through fourteen gels, and you know had two scoops of tailwind per half a litre for the whole day pretty much. Yep. That's Kept me going. I, I think I'm a bit of a sugar burning machine so I probably need a little bit more yeah, fuel in the tank. Now we're going to do well till about 80 k in these things and then something just falls bits and then I sort of go oh I don't need any more food. <laughs> you still got 20% of the race to go and you try to do it on fumes and it's just ridiculous. So I've got to Somehow teach my brain to keep eating food from 80k to 100k. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's okay. We, we, we got there in the end, I suppose. Yeah, and as far as race day tactics, like, as usual, I thought I was going out at the right pace, and I was clearly going out too quickly. I was having a look at the splits afterwards. So you, you, know, you came through in close to two hours for the first 21k's, and I was like three minutes behind you. But then you proceeded to put an hour into me over the course of the rest of the day, sort of stuff. And same with, with with Sarah; she was probably ten minutes behind into the first checkpoint. But then, you know, moved through the field a lot, a lot stronger. So, I think there's a, there's a lesson there that even if you think you're going the right pace, you're still going too fast. Yeah. Like most of the time, there's so much time to make it all up, you know. So, yeah, I'll, I'll keep. <laughs> Keep working on that lesson, I suppose. <laughs> we, we were joking about it the day before, and he's still gone out and done it. But I was, yeah. I, I watched you guys move out into the into the sun sunrise, I suppose. You and Greg. I thought I was going cruisy enough, but yeah, clearly you can go cruisier. Yeah, just save a bit more juice for the end. Were you looking at your heart
1: rate at the time? Was your heart rate w- within a range? Or My heart rate was over?
0: where it should have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, you know. And you never know, Like you, you, you might be going at the right pace and then you still fall to pieces from 80 to 100k anyway. It's, it's still a long day. It's a it? long day. You, you, you can't sort of predict this stuff super clearly. But, yeah, yeah, your, your race and, and, and Sarah's race, you certainly started out very conservatively and then moved through the field. Yeah, perfect sort of race tactics, I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, anyway, next time. Next time, and so yeah, you said you had a bit of uh, gut trouble. Are you still still struggling? We're sort of five days five days into it now.
1: No, nah, so the guts are feeling okay, and uh, I think I've eaten my body weight in chocolate. So uh, <laughs> just want to make sure I get those calories back. Nice. Well, no, I was you know I was feeling you witness to it was ter- feeling terribly uh, after the race and couldn't even have a beer. I was that that bad feeling that bad you know run down and with gut pain and stuff. But also one of the strange things that happened not long after I finished my tongue swelled up yeah, and I uh, had trouble talking and uh, I didn't know if I was having an anaphylaxis reaction or whatever. Mm-hmm. I still haven't looked into it, whether or not that was dehydration or too much salt from all the gels. I yeah, didn't, I didn't yeah. know, but um, yeah, whole combination of things that sort of felt bad straight after the race and then pretty much for the next day and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's not all, you know, smooth sailing, nah. you know, you suffer you suffer a lot during the race and then, you know, I, I tend to suffer a fair bit afterwards as well.
0: It's definitely a tough week afterwards, no matter how you look at it, like, I think your, your tongue stuff you might put down to like the body shunting blood into different areas and getting a bit confused and disoriented as far as... Where the blood flow should be going to mm. you know it's been in your legs for almost 10 hours pretty heavily and away from the rest of the body and then suddenly you stop and it's got to work out where to redirect that blood flow to so i think a lot of people feel pretty crook for that reason they've got not enough blood in their guts or in the hair they get lightheaded those sorts of things yeah. So um yeah i think that's a pretty standard sort of issue not necessarily the swollen tongue but those sort of weird symptoms yeah after a race so yeah, don't worry too much, mate. No, I'm not worried.
1: The other thing I thought is my tongue could have gone into shock because I haven't spoken shit to anyone for 10 hours.
0: So. <laughs> You're out there on your own. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> and when I was with somebody, I just didn't feel like talking anyway. So. Did you pass judge at some stage? You must have talked a little bit of jive there.
1: No, I. Um... I wasn't. Just, I wasn't. I wasn't chatty. Just flew past. There might have been an ass smack
0: there as a flew past, but uh, <laughs> no time to talk. It was a good bit of ass slapping out there on the weekend. Actually, yeah. good. Good vibe. Yeah, I was impressed. It was good. What about the toenail count, mate? Have you lost a couple of those? Or? I didn't even get a blister. Fettingham? No, nah, not even a blister. What about yourself? Yeah, no blisters. Um, but big, big lefties in a lot of trouble. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's blown up to twice his normal size and he's about to come off pretty soon, I reckon. So, yeah, my wife, Beck will love that one. I might just leave that on her pillow as a little present. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, a great present. <laughs> yeah, she loves it the most. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I reckon um I pulled up pretty good for 100 k's. apart from that. Like, ready to hit the first run tonight for Norg. Yeah,
1: yeah, the legs weren't particularly
0: sore, actually, which yeah. was surprising, you know. So, yeah. out of it all, I thought it'd be
1: struggling for at least a week you know with Mm. with sore legs but um
0: yeah legs legs pulled up really well Right, it's amazing must be the training and so how long a rest now before you start pulling into the sessions or the you know the longer running what are you going to do
1: yeah look i think at least three weeks of easy running so um yeah, at least three weeks, maybe four, hmm. and I think, and then, you know, once I get into the training, it won't be real hard to, it'll just be easy sessions, and then yeah. long, easy long run, so, yeah. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing too, too serious.
0: Yeah, I agree, I reckon four weeks is about, about right, yeah. for 100k, I reckon just cruise it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. There's just no value, I reckon, your legs might feel good, the the system might feel good, but... You put those joints through a significant amount of punishment, and I reckon there's that real latent inflammation that hangs around in you, like your your ankles, your knees, your hips. There's just no point in putting more stress on those joints in the in that month. Like, yeah, give it time. Mm. Don't get too much FOMO too early. Nah, I'm happy not to do much at all. Had the Ultra Travel Australia sign-ups yesterday. I just turned off social media, so I wouldn't get any FOMO. <laughs> I'm so not interested in doing well, that. I'm out well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> for now. I mean, yeah, have for fun. Now. Have fun. And so, what is next on the agenda, mate? What's uh, what's in the pipeline? Oh, look, I can't really think of anything besides
1: six foot track, uh-huh. which will sort of come around quick enough, you know. Um, so yeah, don't really have anything else planned. If, if something comes up, don't I don't plan on doing anything longer either in the future so i don't feel like longer than 100k you mean or no no so that longer than six foot so <laughs> I, I can't see myself doing another 100k
0: oh uh, look i think there's a there's a rule somewhere out there that for every 10k of the race you've got to wait an extra day to decide whether or not you'll do that race again yeah. so you're still well within that framework mate you yeah, can't yeah, make right. those calls yeah right never do 100k again yeah seems to me like your ill-fated real estate career mate you know Decisions get made quickly <laughs> Work's so overrated <laughs> You'll be back. You'll be back. Yeah, six foot track could be the next big one Maybe Bogong the Hotham with the uh, Swiss Michelle for me Get a bit hikey again get the hiking legs back on uh, but Yeah, definitely six foot anyway it's been a pretty good ride. Yeah, good recap. Yeah.
1: Yeah, good weekend away. Thanks, Rapid Ascent.
0: Thank you, guys. Hopefully see you at one more of your events and uh, get a few more folk along. Everyone used the uh, the promo code, so that was good. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. They've got a good race coming up. Margaret River in
1: May. There's an 80K ultra race over there.
0: Good wine country. Yeah, yeah. Nice part of the world. Yeah. Along the coast there. Re- reckon you could stomach a wine after the race? <sighs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stick to the Sydney Brewery then. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. nice. Alright, mate. I'll see you out there on the trails. Right out.